So, I made myself a cup of tea, sat down with the intention of recording an introduction to this week's podcast, and the post arrived. Here it is, I'm going to... That's it, that's me rattling the post. It's a parcel from Thailand. I've got a fair idea what's inside, but I thought it'd be quite exciting to open it live. Um, I know it's not great radio, more of a visual thing, but here goes. So... There's the packaging. I shall put some photographs up when we uh, pu- publish the podcast this week. So it's a bit tight, a bit sticky, the thing. I might need some scissors, actually. No, I'm going to persevere. I might just have to rip it open. So this is me ripping open the top of the packaging. Quite a bit of effort in, actually. Here we go. Oh, nearly in. There it is. And inside is another bag. So I'll dispense with that. Here's another bag. I'm going to rustle that so you can hear it. And sure enough, there she is. It's the Chomburi pre-season and tournament journey. Uh, uh, journey. It's been on a journey. The Chomburi pre-season and tournament jersey is what I should have said. There it is, all nicely folded up. Right, I'm going to take a photograph so you can see how nice and neat it looks in the bag. Just bear with me while I get the camera ready. Okay, here's my camera. And this is me taking a photograph. So this is fresh out of the packaging. Still in the bag, still neatly folded. Okay, photograph taken. So I'm about to open this bag now. It's got a Ziploc top. There we go. Right, bag being open, and out comes my brand new pre-season and tournament jersey. It's got a bit of uh, paper, keeping it nice and neat there. And now I've unfolded it. Size 4XL. That sounds big, but honestly, trust me, it's not that large. That looks quite neat, quite tidy, so I'll try that on shortly and I'll post some photographs of me and that. So there you go. Hope you liked that. Hope you enjoyed that little bonus there. Me opening a parcel to start the podcast. Welcome to episode four of a Thai football podcast. This week's show, we've got two guests. Later on, we'll have this guy. You, you are crying into your home, is my son. And he'll be previewing the Leicester City v Tottenham Hotspur match, which will take place this coming Sunday. But first, here's my chat with Ta Lao. Okay, the first guest on this week's show is Ta Lao, who's someone who's been around the media side of Thai football for quite a while, and it's quite a privilege to have him on. So, Ta, welcome. Thank you, Dale. It's an absolute honor for me to be joining you. You know, I've been listening through a few of the podcasts, and also earlier on, I believe, that we've been on one together a few years ago. So, great to be back on here chatting with you again. Let's talk some Thai footy. 
Let's. Okay, and I believe you want to talk about the close season transfer market today. And I've got a sneaky feeling you've got a bit of a list ready for me of your um, hot hot takes on the big transfers of the season. So I don't know if you want to do it as a rundown or if you just want to go through it randomly. It's entirely up to you. I'm, I'm really keen to hear what you've got to say. So go on. First one. First big transfer of the close season, in your opinion. The first big transfer. This one might have... Uh put a smile on your face maybe um, because it is Benjamin Davis from Port to Chunbury and you know Port fans can ramble on about how uh, this kid is a player who has such a high profile comes over to Port and does nothing in the first season there but look I think Ben Davis is one of the most talented he's one of those gifted technical players in the Thai league right now. He's still got a long, long road ahead. He's, I think, still eligible to play at U23. I think he's just 20, turning 23 or something like that. Um, and he fits into Tegra Mori's system, in my opinion. I think that if Chunbri moved to a, a more of a 4-4-2 next season, this upcoming season, and they play with two midfielders in that central area, and Ben Davis gets to use his creativity next to somebody who's ready to cover for him, like a grit Sada. I think it's a season where he can flourish. It's a season that he can be himself. You know, the, the, the player who was playing at Fulham before, the player who had that stint at Oxford, and just a very high-caliber player, a player that impressed many ties back in 2020 when he debuted in the... AFC U23 Asian Championship. So for me, that's my fifth most impressive signing during the offseason. Uh, hopefully you're as positive, Dale, I'm not sure. But hey, let, I think he's an absolute baller and he just needs the right coach and the right system to excel. I, I think you're right. I, I totally agree with everything you've just said. Um, it did cause a bit of a stare. And I, I, I think he didn't really get a good deal at Port. I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it, how some players go to a club and they fit in straight away and others just can't settle and they go somewhere else and they become a big success. I'm I'm very optimistic and everything you said in your little summing up there, it seems to be spot on. And we've got a coach now and I've been checking the, the uh, club Facebook page quite often during this close season and he seems to be working really, really well with players, working on fitness, working on systems. And I, th I think, yeah, I think it's it's going to be Ben Davis's season. I, I, I totally agree. Can we end it there? Because I don't think you can top that one. <laughs> so I think that's it. It's been nice chatting to you. I'll speak to you. <laughs> no. Was... The people on Twitter just come for us. They just absolutely murder us in the I comment think, section. I think there will be a, I think you're right. There will be a reaction to that. Anyway, who's who's your next one? Is it as controversial? This one isn't as controversial if you look at what he's done already. Um, I don't think that some people will hype him up as much as Gien or myself. <laughs> I won't tell you why. <laughs> but he is Tanawat Singjit Tawan, the former Leicester City under-23 midfielder. Um, fun fact, he actually captained France's youth teams when he was younger before he grew up in Supanbury, but moved to France earlier with his family and 
um, gain a, a French citizenship through there. But what is the selling point about Tanawat's deal is that you don't usually see Meng Tong United in the new era, at least in, in the post, you know, throw the money around type of era back in 2016 when they formed the Dream Team. You don't really see Meng Tong United grab a big name Thai player like this. I, I think what China Tip back in 2016 was the last very, very hyped, you know, type of superstar, Thai superstar that they signed. So it's an interesting one because he comes with a lot of pedigree. You know, I I think that still a U23 player, he's already proven that he can play regularly at the Premier League 2 level. And he easily just oozes into the Thai national team setup. If you ask me, he's a guaranteed starter for the Thai national team when fit. Now, the when fit question is the big one because he tore his ACL last August. So August, 2022 fast forward to as a time of recording, it's July 19th, 2023. He's not been able to kick a ball yet. He is still just running. He's still just jogging. And based on the people I've talked to, he can't really move, you know, side to side. Well, just yet. And there's a picture I put out on Twitter, a big scar um, near his right knee. So that's the only lingering question I have is how soon will he be back? And will he be back to his 100% potential by the first leg, by the end of the first leg, or by the beginning of the second leg? Because I don't see him playing until at least October or November. I mean, you're right. On on paper, it looks like a great signing. But, but when you sign someone who's been out for so long and someone who's injured and still on the recovery path, it's, it's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? I mean, do, do you think, do you think it's a good bet that he's, he's going to come clean, kind of come good and, and. I think if you're looking at it from a perspective of, okay, if you're a injured player, okay. And you, you have to pick a tie club to go to what club has the best structure for you to, regain your fitness you know which club has the best hospital the best fitness program the best just you know all-around support i think lintong united is up there in terms of the top three places maybe next to bg and buiram in terms of having the facility the doctors the financial you know implications all that stuff so i think it's 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 a smart gamble as of now but again if he can't play until early 2023 and uh sorry early 2024 and by then Mung Tong are, are like eighth or ninth in the league then maybe it's it's not as as good as a gamble that people would have thought because I would imagine a lot of fans want Mung Tong to start the season very strong um it, it looks like a very very tough first four opening games for Mung Tong so it's a risky gamble, but I think it's a smart one given the fact that Mung Tong have the infrastructure and have the personnel ready to get him back to his full fitness. So I think it's a wise decision as of the time now. Okay, it's one we're going to have to keep an eye on. So next one, next one up. Is it a fully fit player we're going to get this time? Yes, it's a fully fit player Good. who's 
already uh, proven himself at the European level, believe it or not. And the first on my list who is an international transfer, so not a local player, he is Ramil Shadev, if I pronounce that correctly. Ramil Shadev, um, Buiram United right winger, signed from Quarabakh. Um, again, he's also an regular player for the Azerbaijan national team. He's represented the Russia national team at the U15 to the U21 level. So in terms of the honors, in terms of the, the experience, he has it for sure. Um, represented teams such as Dynamo Moscow, Trapsonspor, Ruben Kazan. So th- those big names that you um, usually hear around that uh, region in, in, in Europe. And he is a right winger who I've seen highlights of and I believe will be a direct replacement of Supernat Munta, who finished the season as the Thai League's top playmaker last campaign with the most assists. So I think it's a better than a like-for-like change. I, I'm going to put myself out there and say that Ramil Shedev will get at least eight goals and eight assists. At least eight goals and eight assists. Um, could be higher, could be 10, could be 15. Um, but I think right now, it, that's that's probably a, a decent number for a foreign player coming to the Thai league. Um, again, it would be really, really cool if he can get more. But just an, an, a very exciting prospect. And I think he's the most valuable or one of the most valuable players Buiram have ever signed in club history. So they've been hit or miss um, in the past few seasons with their four players. You know, Bolingi got shipped out. Uh, before that, there was uh, Mike Hahn. There was the whole, you know, fallout with um, Ricardo Bueno uh, back during the COVID year. So they've missed out on quite a few of their foreign talents. But I think someone like Ramil Shadaev, who can get, you know, eight, nine, maybe 10 assists, um, and also contribute with the goal department, that's going to be a, a big signing and a big boost to replace uh, generational talent like Supernat Muenta. I, th- I think a lot of the Buriram United fans will be hoping that's the case, seeing as he seems to be the sole reason that their season ticket prices have gone up as well. I saw <laughs> an interesting thread on, on Twitter about that. So they're banking on him quite highly, I think. But once... Once the goals and the assists start flying in, I think they'll they'll soon forget that they've they've had to pay an extra twenty baht a game or whatever it is. <laughs> so, anyway, next choice, please, Tar. Number two, I believe. Yeah, number two for me, another international signing. This one from Buiram. We're back north of the capital to Batum Tani. Igor Sergeyev, um, the four-time Uzbekistan League champion. Um, he averages something ridiculous, like one goal every two games. So, I mean, if he keeps that up in the Thai league, might run away with, with the, the top goal scorer award. But um, he's an out-and-out number nine. And Tiresen, as much of the fact that, you know, Thais, including myself and other people in the region and maybe the continent regard him as the best Thai forward in this generation um, he's 35 now. So I think that it's time for BG to find another foreign player that they can rely on, a player who can play 
in the middle of the front three, if they go with that, or next to uh, another striker, next to Tiersen, maybe, if they go with a, a front two. Um, he's played in the AFC Champions League before, multiple seasons with uh, Paktakor, I believe, uh, in, in Tashkent uh, team in, in Uzbekistan. So got the experience that BG need. BG have that qualifying playoff that they have to play um, against Shanghai. So if they register him in time, you never know with the Thai league clubs. They, we've seen players not registered in time before. If the paperwork is done and everything gets sorted, then it's the Asian forward that I think BG have been dreaming about for years. And look, with, with BG, they've not really been very successful with signing foreign forwards in the past couple of years. I know Diogo is that um, sort of... Uh, case that you can't compare anyone with Diogo. Diogo is yeah. the best you know, foreign import in Thai league history. But other than Diogo, don't think BG have many successful foreign forwards. But I don't think that will be the case with Igor Sergeyev. I think that he'll hit the ground running. He has a lot of experience and he'll be their main number nine this year. Yeah. And I think in, in my experience as well, big foreign centre forwards always cause problems for Thai defenders. It's it's the physicality. Quite often they're quick, they're skillful, and obviously in the air they have an advantage. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. I think I've I've for years I've been crying out for a big centre forward at Chambéry. I think with with a good goalkeeper and a good centre forward, good centre half. It's the it's the cliched spine, but I I think so. I'll, I'll be definitely keeping an eye on this guy because I I think I like old fashioned centre forwards, and he he sounds like he fits the bill. So anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a drum roll. I did think about it, but I, I just haven't had time to get it all put together. So your top signing of the close season, please, Tar. Who is it? You, you've just cut off there. I mean, oh, oh we're oh, back on. So just to add, add to the tension and the drama. <laughs> is it the Wi-Fi in the UK or Thailand? I wonder. And I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. We're, we're be one, best not to speculate on that. <laughs> number one, Dale. I mean, is it really up for debate? It has to be China Tip Songrasin. I mean, the guy spent seven years, his prime years, in Japan, proving to the entire Asia that. Thai footballers can thrive and can bowl out in the J League. And yes, he admitted that his one and a half year stint at Kawasaki Frontale was a failure. But let's not forget what he did the first five years there. Just being the main man, being the main playmaker for Consadole Sapro. And Chanatip doesn't only bring the elite level of skill as a footballer he is on the pitch, but he brings an unmatched professional mindset. And I think this is something that we've, you know, both talked about on Twitter before that if Shannon Tip says something off the pitch, he gets listened to, you know, by the Absolutely, higher up yeah. in this country. We've, we've certainly seen the, evidence of that this week. Yeah. I mean, hey, China Tip can maybe complain about some, you know, some clubs not having enough jerseys or something. And then the next day, the manufacturer is going to produce a thousand or something like that. It's look, yeah. I mean, he's he's beyond an athlete. He is somebody who is very influential on uh, the, the social media side of things. He's very influential also on the, you know, football development of things on the 
political sort of things, even so everything. I mean, he's just that that main star. He's that big player who will hashtag save Ty League, Dale. He will come back and save Ty you League. Got, you got Take it in before me. I was I was <laughs> I was saving that for the end, but you beat me to it. So well done. Everything, <laughs> everything, you know, th- that meeting that they have between the 16 clubs of how will they get the Ty League back to where it once was before. I mean, BG have sold out their limited box sets of China Tip signed jerseys. If they produce maybe one every month of those sets, I think they'll sell them out. Honestly, that's that's the draw that he gets. So could you have asked for China Tip to come back to the Thai League at a more perfect time? I would say no. I mean, the, the Thai League's headed down. The main star of the show is back to save it. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I th- I think uh, from a neutral point of view, it is it is great to have him back. I think he'll be a big boost to the the Thai league. A big concern I have though is is what you've just said. Basically, is that are we putting too much pressure on him? Is there going to be too much weight on his shoulders? There'll be a lot of expectation, not just at his club, but you know this is a guy who who clearly is a, a superstar in in Thailand without a doubt. You know he's he's right up there with. All the past ones, you know, I can remember when Paradorn was playing at Wimbledon and the, the everything that surrounded that. It's such a big expectation, and I hope it's not going to drag him down. He seems level-headed and he seems like he can cope. And from a purely footballing point of view, I, I hope it doesn't get to him. And I hope he's just allowed to play his game and, and do what he does best, basically. And if he does speak, yeah. people will listen. Yeah, but I mean, out of all the talents out of all the Thai footballers right now who would you you know put your mortgage on to deliver what it matters most I think it has to be trying to tip Somerset not Ben Davis <laughs> maybe after a few years at Chundri a very strict coach as well that's what he needs <laughs> yeah <laughs> no well that, that's been fascinating it's been really good and there's lots of talking points there hopefully you know, people will pick up on a few of these on Twitter. We've we've had quite a good reaction to what we've done so far. Um, so just remains for me to say thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Maybe at the, the end of the first leg, just to check out how these uh, transfers are turning out. Yeah, you, or you can just check the the top five goal scorers and assist charts, and all my players will be there. <laughs> I'll be keeping a very close eye on these five, Ty. You can you can guarantee. Anyway, thank you great so to much, speak. Dale. Thank you. It's absolutely no, you're honor. very welcome. All right, yeah. speak again. Bye. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Hi, my name's John, and I'm listening to Thai Football Podcast, the Thinking Person's Thai Football Podcast. So today I've got Clive Nagington on the show and Clive's a massive Leicester City fan and he's based in Bangkok so this Sunday I'm sure most of you know his club are coming to play against Tottenham in an exhibition game at Rajamangala and Clive is going to go along so got him on the show today just to talk about his thoughts and his initial impressions of the fixture and just really to pick his brains about what it's like being a Leicester City supporter in Thailand with that connection that has obviously given the club great success over the past couple of years and not so much last year, but we will we'll gloss over that, Clive, I think. Yeah, so. that'd be good. Welcome on the show. It's good to Thank have you, you on. Thank you very much, Dale. Great to be on here. Thanks for the invite. No, you're very welcome. Thanks, thanks for coming. So, 
Sunday, how excited are you on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> uh, probably around about a seven. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of these pre-season friendlies that is more from a kind of PR perspective than I think getting the players actually ready for what's going to be a gruelling championship season. I'm pretty sure when it was planned, they didn't expect to be kicking off on the 6th of August against Coventry City at home. And honestly, I think a lot of supporters back home thought it might be called off, at least the Singapore leg, because after they come to Bangkok, they're playing Liverpool in Singapore six days before they actually kick off against Coventry City. And I was just thinking the other day, you know, in terms of the game being beneficial for the, for the team, getting some minutes in the legs and trying out some new formation and tactics, if it chucks it down on Sunday, not only am I going to get absolutely wet through, but um, my daughter's probably going to end up hating football, but then it's just going to turn the pitch into an absolute quagmire and, are they actually going to get much out of the game anyway? But we'll find out about that on Sunday. Um, in general, I think it's been so long since Leicester have come over to this part of the world. Um, so it's really good that they are on the charm offensive now, especially after getting relegated last season. Um, they're doing a rain, they're doing an open training session, I think, on the Friday uh, or the Saturday before the game. Uh, very cheap to get into that. So I imagine, you know, there'll be opportunities for fans to get pictures and and autographs and um uh, the day after the game at the standard hotel at the Mahanakorn building they're doing a, a players q a session um past and present players as well um and then there's a big fan festival apparently uh start kicking off at 1 p.m at the rancho macala stadium um and the game kicks off obviously at five so you know it's at the last time i was at the rancho macala stadium was before COVID, and i think it was against oman in a World Cup qualifier because they're, they're always well attended. And I really do miss that stadium because the Thailand national team, they've not been playing there lately. They've been playing all around the country. Um, so it's my first time back there in like three or four years. And I really love that stadium. The first time I went to the Ranja Makala was when it was looking a lot older than what it does now. And I saw Newcastle. Uh, a Michael Owen-led Newcastle with Jonathan Woodgate take on a Thai National Eleven. That was a great, honestly, that was my first introduction really to Thai football and the the the, the culture of fans in Thailand. And then I think uh, Real Madrid played a game here, didn't they? Also, I think Michael Owen was involved in that one. Um, and, and I think Steve McManaman was there. Funnily enough, after the Newcastle United game, I actually got on the pitch. And Alan Shearer finished his press conference and was in a golf buggy going across the pitch. And I threw my England shirt at him and he signed it. I don't think I'll be getting on the pitch on, uh, on, on Sunday, largely because I'll be sat up in the gods. These pre-season fixtures, I mean, we had the, the joys of Man United and Liverpool come here, didn't we, um, yeah. last yeah. July? That, that, the farcical, it. farcical... Uh... Well, it, it, Farcical on what level? Like the ticket prices? I or think the, the, the ticket prices initially, and then I, didn't they end up letting people in for free because they, they weren't selling them at these extortionate prices? Uh, it wouldn't and surprise I think me. In the I, end, no, I don't think they let people in for free, but I think they just there was a there was a like maybe a, a couple of thousand that they put on a special offer or something on the day of the game, something like that, because it didn't sell out. I don't think they let people in for free. Um, the Leicester City Spurs game is uh, is a far cheaper. Alternative to so uh, an what introduction. What are the prices on, on Sunday? 
So it's ranging from 1,500 to 5,500. 1,500 is kind of behind the goal, earthworms kind of view of the stadium. And then two fives up a tier behind the goal. 5,500 is your best seats down the bottom tier. Um, they've all gone, actually, those seats. And it's the 4,500 ones in the middle tier and then the 3,500 ones right up in the bleachers um, down the side of the pitch, which is probably what I'll go for. Um, what's really surprised me with this, and I only found out about this a day or two ago, my daughter's two years old, right? She can go in for free um, with an accompanying adult, news. right? Yeah. Which is good. Good That's for good. me, right? But then surely part of this whole PR stunt and everything is, 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 is designed to get young fans into Leicester City. So like your, your four, five-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds, there's no concessions whatsoever. I don't know if they've done anything with schools. If they haven't, they haven't, they haven't advertised it. But I mean, all when I checked the blocks for the 4,500 tickets, the blocks for the 3,500 tickets, and then the 1,500 and 2,500, plenty of availability. So yeah. I'm just going to wait and probably until the day of the game. I'll definitely go. Um, and I'll take my daughter now. I know she can get in for free. But I mean, for a family of three, if that hadn't been the case, like, 10, 11,000 for what is a meaningless friendly. Yeah, um, that's that's a lot to pay, isn't it? Well, it's a lot for the Thai public as well, you yeah. know? I mean, I'm really surprised they haven't done concessions. That's something that has surprised me. Maybe people who want to get a glimpse of English football will probably just go to the training session. Um, maybe people will just go to the fan park and go home. I mean, I'll definitely go to the game. Um, and then um, the club, as I mentioned, they're doing a, a, a past and present players Q&A session at the Standard Hotel, um, which, which should be really interesting, actually. Um, hopefully they've got replicas of the, the Premier League and the FA Cup because Tottenham can't do that because they haven't won anything for so long. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 Leicester which, have been here. Sorry? Do you, know which do you know which former players are going to be involved? Heskey's, defi Heskey's definitely going to be there. Uh, I think Matt Elliott will definitely yeah. be there as well. Uh, Jerry Taggart sometimes does these uh, events, but definitely Heskey, definitely Elliott. Um, and the president so players, I, I'm not I once, sure of. I once played played football against David Nish, obviously after he'd retired playing professionally. And I thought if he was there, you could maybe ask him if he remembered. But he, uh... All right, I will do. <laughs> Probably before your time, Clive, David I'm Nish. not sure if we're going back that far, unfortunately. <laughs> at least before my time as well. I probably wouldn't even yeah. recognise him. But you, you're clearly looking forward to it. I mean, a lot, a lot of people. I am because, yeah, because a lot of people are quite the... cynical about these these games, and you I know, mean, it's... it's my team. You know, I mean, I didn't yeah. go to the the the, the menu. I mean, just what is the context? Like, I think when I went to watch the Real Madrid game, I think I paid about two thousand baht, and that's going back like 17, 18 years. I, I don't know what I paid for the Newcastle game, but it was nowhere near three thousand. I'm pretty sure of that. And it's like kind of, I think what's happened with these kind of exhibition games is you've got third party organisers. It's not, I think, the Newcastle game. I think the, the Real Madrid game that was played against the Thai national team, that was all organised by the Thai, Thai, Thailand FA. They don't get involved in these things now. And for sure, the Thailand FA weren't involved in the Man United-Liverpool uh, game. Um, it's all like kind of entertainment media companies that organise all this now and they've got sponsors to pay. So... You know, I think the, the the modern day football sort of element has a part to play in the ticket prices that are dictated now and the whole razzmatazz 
associated with these preseason games. So um, it's it, it's great for Leicester City from a PR perspective. We'll find out when we play Coventry on the sixth of August um, if if um, it's worked because I don't I think the only game that they will have played on home soil will have been against, uh, been against Northampton, which they played yeah. last Saturday. Um, honestly, I'm just looking for. I took my daughter to see Chiang Rai United against Mung Tong the day before I flew off to the World Cup in Qatar. And she was so well behaved, like she lasted 80 minutes um, and really enjoyed the game and the atmosphere. Um, it means more to me to take her both wearing Leicester City shirts than the result or the weather or the rain or anything, you know, um, you know, to, 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 to have the opportunity to watch Leicester with her uh, in Thailand where she was born um, is something that 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 is is going to be a good memory for me. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that that experience with her the most. Yeah, that'll be lovely, and and uh, I really hope she enjoys it. I'm I'm sure she, she will. will. Yeah, she's not got much yeah. choice really, Bale. No, no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And anyway, we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to call it a day there, Clive, because we're running out of time. But thanks for coming yeah. on. And just just before yeah. you go, would you be prepared to come back on next week and just give us a quick report on the game and especially your daughter yeah. and how she behaved herself and and how absolutely. much enjoyment she got out of it? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, we'll, talk, we'll talk next week after what's hopefully a, a big Leicester City victory against Spurs. Yeah. That that would be great. Thank you. And if you do see David Nish, pass on my regards, please. Will do. Certainly. All right, that's, that's been great. Thanks so much, Clive. So I'll hopefully speak to you next week after the game. Cheers, Dale. Right. Thank you. Bye. Hi, I'm Lily, and I've been listening to a Thai football podcast. <laughs>